Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, this is Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. This is your July 15th episode of Pro Wrestling News and Rumors. And I say rumors because sometimes sources are wrong. Sometimes sources are exactly right on the money and plans change. And sometimes you just get lucky and you get it right. So, let's talk about what's been going on. Um, I think the big thing, well, at least it is to me, is the WWE has pushed the draft back from the previously reported post-SummerSlam dates. It was supposed to be the week after SummerSlam, which... I think I told you guys in an earlier episode, I really wasn't sure of. I felt like it should have happened maybe in June. At the the latest, the first part of July, allow them to get settled with new shows, new whoever they're working with and things, and then hit the road. And that is the signal of the road to SummerSlam. Someone figured out breaking them up right at or right after SummerSlam could be right in the middle of stories which would cause them either to keep two wrestlers on the same brand to continue the story, but in the long term, they don't want that. So, supposedly, according to Matt Men's Andrew Zarian, he says he was told by a source that the draft will be October 1st and the 4th. Or... It will be October 4th and the 8th. Now, me personally, I I really think they do the 1st and the 4th. They like having SmackDown on 1st and then going to Raw. However, I am like the wrestlers. I hate how they do it. I hate that it's in the middle of a show. 
I absolutely hate that we don't see the reactions, uh, like, right then and there. Um, I hate that a lot of them are leaked beforehand, which kind of sucks. But I think most of all is that some wrestlers are not even told until the show. And I think, I kind of think that's crappy. I'll tell you what, I loved how MLW did their draft this year. They took, I guess it was six weeks. But they would announce any new signings or new people coming to the brand, but they were also announcing, you know, old people coming back that they had drafted. Since they only have really one division, it wasn't technically a draft, but if WWE would do um, the draft starting September. They could have a little half an hour, hour long draft special for the first round on YouTube or the Peacock Network. I don't care. And then the next week, they have round two. And they pick. I think that would be more exciting. I think people would know what they're turning into. And I think we wouldn't get like two matches and a bunch of vignettes. Um, Next thing up was that Fightful was told that WWE had give WWE creative. <coughs> Excuse me. WWE Creative, the writing team, had been working on plans for Sonya Deville to get back in the ring. They had been given the go-ahead. At one point, she was actually penciled in to compete in Money in the Bank ladder match for the women. But for some reason, that's been pulled. Well, if you were already talking about it, you were thinking about having a storyline about it, and you were coming up with something, and that she had been penciled in, why in the world, when Bailey got hurt, did you not just pull the trigger right then? Now, I'm not saying she should have went in over to Liv Morgan. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you name two people. And that gets people out of the mindset. It's got to be Sasha Banks or Becky Lynch and they're going to win it. Well, actually, it doesn't. And it doesn't mean they're going to win it. But... I'm glad to see they're at least thinking about putting Sonya Deville back in the ring where she belongs. 
I can't wait for her first time to say hair up, let's square up. I I mean, she could be a killer on that show. Now, PW Insider announced that Peacock's documentary schedule are the result of, quote, the result of changes in strategy and rollout. Unquote. After WWE merged their advanced media and their TV departments together this year when the cuts were made. I think they realized, oh, we thought a lot of these people could pull double duty, but uh, I'm not sure that they have the time. And if they have the time, I think some, uh, well, I should say a lot of them, have said, you're not paying me any more money. I think a lot of WWE people felt that they could beat on both the TV side of things and the advanced media. And so... They had an overwhelming uh, load of, of cameramen that they normally have at big pay-per-views that are filming three to five documentaries during that period of time. Well, what do you do with them when you just have, like... Um, July 16th in Houston, you have SmackDown. Do you bring them and you maybe do a mini documentary or focus on certain people with the crowds coming back that you can put together in one documentary or that you can use at a later date? And if they have been helping on the TV side, since, I don't know, I'm going to make up a month, May. And people have gotten used to them being there and doing this particular work or that particular work. To have you guys to jerk them away, it's going to be a loss. And if you don't do it before they go live, which they haven't, um, then... It means the live show may suffer. So, what happened was they haven't been able to finish some of the documentaries, talk shows, and things in the time that they thought they could. Because, like I said, advanced media has been helping do TV stuff. Can someone organize them where they can meet their deadlines? Probably. And I think their deadlines are just going to have to be a little bit longer. They're not going to be able to have as quick of a turnaround. Uh, Fightful said that John Cena 
is making his return to WWE soon, and it will possibly be on the July 23rd episode of SmackDown, which would be next week. Now, if you've been listening to episodes, you know I've been saying that. John Cena has said, I need to knock ring refs off. I need to get my promo skills back because you don't do that in the movies. He wanted to fill the fans. It wasn't John Cena wanted to come back for one match at SummerSlam. And I've been telling you guys that. And I know a lot of you are part of the Cena sucks crowd. But he's just not made that way. I told you that he is wanting to do one week of possibly three shows and then one weekend of possibly two and going back and forth. He wants to give the fans what they want. Does that mean he's automatically in SummerSlam against Roman Reigns? I don't know. I think that's what Vince wants, but I think a lot of those close to Vince are saying, uh, I don't really know. And I think they're going to have to work around, you know, seeing the schedule. So, let's wait and see. I pretty much knew he wasn't coming out on the 16th because of people that are already bring him back, and they're going to be saluting the fans. So, Cena on the 23rd does make sense. So, we'll have to wait and see. Big E told TalkSport that the New Day collectively reject an an idea from Vince McMahon that the New Day break up the group after Kofi Mania. He expanded it a little bit and talked about how it wouldn't have made sense. All through Kofi Mania and it leading up, Biggie and Xavier had been right there with Kofi. They had been supporting him. If there were people outside the ring and they were getting involved, they were taking care of them. And so for Kofi to win the championship and they all of a sudden break up, what story are you going to make up that would work? Are you going to turn Xavier and Big E heel? Are you going to turn Kofi heel? Are they going to have a big huge fight? I don't blame them for rejecting this. And this should have been easy for them to rationally give Vince not objections, but thoughts on how the fans would feel and react, how it wouldn't make sense. Because Vince is swayed by fan arguments, dollar arguments, and a little bit of rational thinking. He has a tendency when he's around certain people 
to want to go into fantasy land and book some crazy stuff. But he needs, when you start giving him reasons and you're giving him, the fans don't want that. Here's my proof. Or that we won't make money. We're one of the larger t-shirt sales of merch and you're going to break us off. It's not going to happen. <clears throat> so Edge and Seth Rollins are still playing for SummerSlam. And how do we know that? Well, on the bump on Wednesday, Edge was on there. He was mocking, making fun of Rollins. So I'm sure Rollins is going to have something to say about it in front of the fans. And Edge and Seth, I hope, go after each other verbally first to pump the fans. And then I hope we kind of get to see them tangle. I don't want them in a tag team match. Don't do that. I don't want them in a one-on-one shenanigan non-finish match. Just let them verbally spar and tangle them. It's fine. Sometimes less is better. Um... I didn't understand this. I need to read. I believe Mandy Rose gave a interview yesterday, or maybe she's supposed to give one today. But I need to make sure that her first interview that she did, I really read it and I can talk on this a little better then. But. Fightful wanted to let everybody know that moving Aaliyah to Raw has been under consideration for about a month. Quote, it was said she made a good impression on different WWE officials during their scouting trips. Unquote. Well, that's all well and good, but when I see her on the TV, she sucks. So, being good for 15 minutes in, in the PC, I don't think is reason to call her up. Now, hopefully, you know, it was somebody that knew something about wrestling, knew something about characters, and she was more relaxed there, and she carried it through a whole day, or at least several different trips. I hope, beyond hope, that they did not see her for like 10 minutes and say, oh, there's our girl. Um, I originally, when Mandy Rose popped up on NXT on Tuesday night, I was like, maybe she needs a reboot. Then I immediately thought, well, what are they going to do with Dana Brooke? Is she going to be in the next set of cuts? I know there's been a lot of people out there hoping that Mandy Rose would get cut so that she could go elsewhere and actually prove what she can do. And to a point, I agree with that. She really has been training hard 
and working hard. She's been lifting weights to become part of the muscle women. But I think her working with other talent and them taking the time to teach her will help. I think in the WWE, they don't care to teach you if you ask or if they see you're having some kind of problem. But, you know, she's on Raw. She's been there probably four years, five years. Why would Charlotte Flair, who's been there six or seven, take Mandy under her wing and teach her stuff? She's been there almost as long as Charlotte. Charlotte's too busy taking Rhea under her wing and teaching her stuff and talking through stuff because she's 24 years old and she's been uh, up on Raw since February. Uh, so I, that's what I think is Mandy Rose probably need, does need to change the uh, scenery. Being the big dog in NXT, I don't know if that's exactly what she needs. I can't see her going up against Io Shirai. I don't know that I can see her going up against Ra Raquel Gonzalez. Everyone else, trying to run them through my brain, um, she should destroy. And I don't mean jerk her around like they have Ember Moon and all that. I hope to God they don't put her in a tag team with her. Let her be a singles player. But I think they need to stress she was on the main roster. She's got some veteran tricks. And that she is going to run through this division until she gets to Raquel or Io. They're not going to do with that, though. But <clears throat> Aaliyah on Raw. Aaliyah on Raw is okay. If they put her up against Dana Brooke, maybe Naomi. Um, everyone else should destroy her. I mean, Natty, Tamina, uh, Asuka should destroy her with one hand tied behind her back and one foot. Uh, tied up. Uh, Rhea has already destroyed her how many times? That shouldn't change. Charlotte will absolutely kill her. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Who else is left on the Raw roster? I mean, yes, they're bringing her up to fill in and to give depth. But they're bringing her up basically to job out to everybody and anybody. So, I don't know if she'll like that. Can I tell you how happy, should have probably ended with this, I am for Brian Pillman Jr. His MLW contract that he and AEW have been waiting and waiting and waiting um, to run out, finally did, and he got to sign a tier one contract 
making him permanently all elite. And they gave him his little congratulations all elite banner. And I'm so happy for him. Number one, because he went to MLW, he did a lot of stuff on the indie circuit. At one time, he was Warrior Wrestlers champion. And he has busted his butt. He hasn't tried to cash in on his name or anything like that. He went through a tryout with AEW during the pandemic when MLW was not filming, not on the air, not really doing anything. Because his contract said when he wasn't doing anything for MLW, he was not scheduled or anything, he could do other things, which to them meant the independent circuit. Well, you got to realize when he signed his contract, there wasn't an AEW. So he got to perform there. He started on Dark. Um, they finally hooked him up with Griff Garrison. It's my understanding Brian Pillman Jr. inquired about his contract several times with MLW. Court has been pretty nice. Hasn't had him at very many MLW tapings and has been letting him do basically what he needs to do in AEW knowing as soon as his contract runs out, he's going there. And, you know, them talking about working together helps. So... I am super excited to see hard work, dedication, passion, all of that just pay off. It, you know, it's something maybe we don't see a lot of. Now, my last story is, like I said, probably should have did it earlier, not ended with it, but Michael Elgin's name came out during June 2020 of the hashtag speaking out movement. He was accused by multiple women of inappropriate sexual behavior. Um, he's been trying to lay low. However, his ex has had enough. He showed up breaking her violation or breaking her protective order that he wasn't allowed to be around her within so many feet. But he went to her house and he was arrested in Illinois on June 29th. He was charged with quote violation of a protection order, unquote. I'm not sure what Illinois does with that. There are certain states you violate a protective order, there's automatic jail time. Um, and then some states, they're really lax. I don't know about Illinois. 
But in this protective order and in the, um, it just slipped from my mind, uh, the preliminary hearing, sorry, uh, his ex-fiancee said that she suffered, quote, sexual, mental, and emotional along with verbal abuse and that he violated that protection order more than 60 times. She just got tired of it. I think that's sad that she's had to go through it. Uh, if he is truly uh, has did this, they have him on camera, or neighbors saw him, or he hurt her, he broke in the house and destroyed stuff, whatever. I hope Illinois is one of the tougher states on this. I feel very strongly about domestic violence, whether it's men or women, I don't care. I don't think you have the right to victimize someone, especially mentally and emotionally, and kind of brainwash them to think you could be around every corner. They're terrorized every minute of their life, and I don't think that's fair. So we'll have to kind of wait and see what happens here. I believe his trial is the third week of Jan or July. If not, it's the third week of August. I can't remember which one. I'm hoping it's next week, though. Um, also, wanted to talk pretty quickly. I know I'm hitting right on the half an hour mark, but kind of wanted to tell you guys a little bit about what's coming up and talk about something that I'm real excited about. I have always wanted all of my podcasts to be under one network, to be together, and then you could find them. Uh, They would be very simple. Everybody said, you need a website, you need a website. And I was like, yeah, but I think that's a lot of work. I've never did one. I've only used them when I've been writing for websites. And they were like, oh, you stick a widget in there and it'll upload your latest episode. It's fine. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, I also had this part of me where I write for different magazines or news sites, and they either don't pay you at all or they pay you minimum. I mean minimum. Um, I've always had this dream of having my stuff be on my website where you guys could check uh, I write all sports. I write previews of 
different events or different games. You guys know I have a betting podcast that I talk about. Um, this week started the first uh, paranormal bar- broadcast. We're doing a little mini series on the Warrens. I put that in this feed. I think it's two episodes back, maybe three. But then something happened. Uh, I don't know if you guys realize overtime was created for high school sports in my state. Where I've been a coach, I wanted to be able to have a place where any article or any picture or any whatever could be found. I do a lot of that through uh, Facebook and through Twitter. But last year, a couple of the county, we've got probably, I don't know, 15, 20 high school sports teams in a reasonable area. And a couple of the counties made a rule you can't stream games, meaning you can't stream them on Facebook Live to allow people who can't be there to watch. However, if it's your kid and you're streaming it to Grandma and Grandpa, then you can do that. But you cannot have ads in the game. Caused a lot of people to be upset. The people doing it lost money. But the fans didn't get to see. Um, I have an uncle in Florida who... He and I both went to the same high school. And he said, it is just not fair since I moved down here that I can't see my team. And I said, I agree, I agree. So I always have him in mind. I came upon um, having an internet radio station. I talked about it a little on this podcast. And then for a while, probably two weeks, three weeks, you saw where you could go to a site and listen to my podcasts because there wasn't anything to go live about, I thought. Well, it got brought up again by some friends of mine and some fans in the area. And they were talking about yeah, you can do football, but how about you do some of the minor sports and talk about volleyball, talk about soccer, talk about cross country. And I thought, huh, yeah, that could be an idea. So I'm looking into that. Here is the reason. Because then... I can have my daily betting show live, record it, put it up later as a podcast, but anybody that wanted to hear it live, they could. Um, This weekend, we have three pay-per-views. 
two of which take place, I think, at the same time. We have Warrior Wrestling against Slammiversary. A lot of people don't pay for either one of those. They can't afford it. Um, you know, uh, most people have got Peacock so that they can watch WWE pay-per-views, such as Money in the Bank on Sunday. And then they save up for AEW pay-per-views. So they don't have $12, $13 to spend every weekend on a pay-per-view that is stacked. Warrior Wrestling, they're putting on a heck of a show tonight, or Saturday night. Uh, I can't wait to see Brian Cage. can't wait to see Don, uh, Dan Hauser. Um, I'm, I'm just excited. Callie Ray is taking on Lady Frost. And I haven't made up my mind which one I'm watching live. I bought both of them. But Slammiversary seems more and more and more and more like a waste of time. Doesn't seem like it is their big show. I know there are going to be some prizes. Problem is, I know who two of them are going to be already. And so, I don't know. Right now, I'm leaning towards watching Warrior Wrestling and then watching Slammiversary either after or maybe sometime on Sunday before Hell in the Cell or finding some time during that week. But what I was thinking, if I got everything up and running, which would be a task of going live on the internet radio station, and you guys could hear Warrior Wrestling as it's happening. That way you, I mean, you'll miss seeing it. And I'll try to describe it the best I can. Tell you some facts. Tell you about these guys, you know, maybe having a match before or that they're friends or whatever. And then do the same thing for Slammiversary. That way, those of you who can't afford it or just want to kind of know what's going on, for me, when you've got two shows going on like that at the same time, it's really hard to follow on Twitter. And there's almost always, there's usually one person tweeting out something about Slammiversary that's pretty good. And there is always one person that will ask a question that gets them completely off track. And it takes someone saying, what's going on in the match to get them back? And I absolutely hate that. So it wouldn't be flipping back and forth between Slammiversary and Warrior Wrestling. It would be pick one or the other, you know. 
But like I said, hopefully I can get it to tape and they'll both end up becoming podcast episodes anyway. I'm also, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of leaning on possibly doing that with Hell in a Cell. When I'm not live doing a high school game or something pro wrestling or, you know, the daily sports betting show or a national slash college sports update, then I plan on filling the rest of the time in just different podcasts. Either good ones that you may have missed or haven't had the time to go back and listen to. Or just latest podcasts. Like this News and Rumors one. Would probably play for the next two or three days. Every once in a while. It'd be randomized. And you know. You can see. I hope once the website's done. To be able to put up a schedule. So you'll be able to see it. Plus, you'll be able to listen to it there. So, I don't know. If you guys have any thoughts on that, write me. It's prowrestlingot at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Twitter at prooverTime. That's two O's. ProoverTime. Or I am on Instagram, uh, prowrestlingovertime. Yes, the messages are open. And... Also on Facebook at Pro Wrestling Overtime, and you can click the message button and talk to me on Facebook Messenger. So, kind of let me know whether you might be interested in that. I will tell you that during live shows, uh, I get a little more excited than regular. So, anyway. Um, I hope the rest of you have a great day. I will be talking to you guys soon, and hopefully I get to see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Ranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.